Welcome to the Reset Podcast. This is 30 minutes a week where you get to focus on your personal evolution through a casual, spiritual conversation. I'm your host, Liz Tran. I am an executive coach and a meditation teacher. And together we will work through how to live as your highest and best self with one foot firmly planted in the real world. Hi everyone. It is September 15th, the year's 2020. And officially it has been over a year since I left my full-time job and did reset 100%. So it's been a year. It's been a year of reset with so many beautiful, beautiful highs and so many hard lows. And I figured I'd do an episode on all the things that I've learned in the past year in case it is helpful in any way for people who are thinking of starting their own businesses or maybe you already are and you want to maybe see some of the mistakes that I made so that you have a heads up if they indeed happen to be coming your way too. Okay, I'm going to just dive into it because there's a lot to say here and I also just need to give everyone a quick primer about my career so you guys have some context. If you've been listening to the pod, then you probably know bits and pieces or maybe even most of it, but I'll just give you a very, very quick rundown of my crazy, wild, very random career and how I ended up in venture capital and then starting Reset, which was almost the opposite. Okay, so I graduated from the University of Virginia with a degree in history in 2007. And all through college, my plan was to become a lawyer. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why. It's because my mother was an immigrant from Vietnam. She put a lot of pressure on me to do something that had a lot of stability, like be a lawyer or be a doctor. And I grew up thinking being a lawyer seemed so cool. It seemed so accomplished. It seemed so learned. So classic me, people pleaser, overachiever, cared a lot about what people think. I decided that I should be a lawyer. That did not pan out. When I was 23, after I had applied to law school and been working at a law firm, I instead decided to take a detour away from law after I realized that I would be terrible, terrible at working as a lawyer and that it was not my future, I randomly moved to New York. And I really needed a job, so I wound up looking for tons of jobs in different industries that I wanted to work in, and it was 2008, it was the recession, I could not get a job, I was waiting tables, and I was just so frustrated because all my friends had jobs, and I felt like such a loser, and I just was barely, barely scraping by. I mean, I was eating $1 pizza and buying bulk dumplings from Chinatown, and I really couldn't afford to do anything. My boyfriend at the time knew a ton of people who were working in startups in New York City. He had gone to Columbia, and he had always been interested in being an entrepreneur, and so all of his friends also were becoming entrepreneurs, and he hooked me up with an interview at a startup. That was in 2008, and I worked in tech from 2008 until 2019, so 11 years. I had to do the math there. I got confused for a little bit. 
had all sorts of different iterations of working in tech. I worked at different tech startups, big and small. I ran my own consulting practice where I was advising tech companies on their talent, HR, and recruiting practices. That was something that was really fun for me. I liked running in my own business. And basically since 2013, when I went to India and I stayed in an ashram, I had had an open question of whether or not I should do something that is more in the mindfulness personal development space because it's always been a passion of mine. I love meditation retreats. I love living on the ashram. I've been on probably two dozen silent meditation retreats. Meditation is a huge part of my life. Spirituality is an even bigger part of my life. I don't know who I would be or where I would be without my spiritual practices. And that was always a question. Should I do this full-time? Should I do this full-time? The answer always wound up being no because I prioritize different things or different opportunities came my way. Fast forward, I keep working in tech. In 2015, I take a month-long trip to Bali and I'm doing my yoga, my mindfulness thing, my spirituality thing in Bali. And on the way back, I get an email from one of my former clients. He was the CEO of a startup that I consulted for. And he said, hey, the investors at this venture capital firm that invested in me are looking to hire someone. Would you be interested in interviewing? I didn't know if I wanted to actually take the job or not, but it was a really prestigious firm. I thought that they seemed so cool. They were really early investors in Instagram. Everyone who worked there seemed really young and hyper-intelligent. And I started interviewing. I interviewed there for six months. At the end of the interview process, they said, Liz, you bounce around a lot. You've never been in a job for longer than two years besides working for yourself. If you come work here, you have to commit to working here for three or four years because we invest in companies for the long haul and we can't have you supporting all the founders that we've invested in only to leave after a year or two. So can you make that commitment? And at the time, I thought that I should because I thought that staying somewhere would be a really great way for me to grow as a person. So I stayed there and I stayed there for almost four years and it was really amazing. I mean, I loved everyone I worked with. I got to work with some of the coolest companies and advise them on their growth strategies. I worked with companies like Glossier and Grailed and Airtable and it was so fun. I made some of my best friends there. But the whole time I knew that it was not my soul's calling. And then simultaneously, I also was getting really, really pulled into that lifestyle. I was making a lot of money, multiple six figures. I also had a guarantee of multiple millions if I stayed for even more time. Because when you work in a venture capital fund, they give you a piece of the fund if you're in a leadership role, which I was. But I couldn't stay there. I knew it. I felt like my soul was dying every day. It wasn't that way in the beginning, but towards the end, I just, it was so hard to go to work and to care because I knew that working in finance was not my purpose and it was so clear. So then I started Reset and the original idea was to open a physical space here in New York City where people could go and take all sorts of classes related to their personal growth. They can learn about meditation. They can learn about astrology and numerology and take a breathwork class. And we would also have corporate clients come in 
where I would lead them in different workshops because I knew that building a consumer business of offering those classes was going to be really hard. And until those classes started to pay for themselves, then I would really foot the bill of the expenses through doing my corporate work. So the year goes by and that winds up being exactly what happens. Then COVID happened and I decided to close the studio because there was no way that I could afford $8,000 in rent plus another $4,000 in expenses every month to keep the studio operational. And now I have been doing primarily executive coaching. I have pretty much stopped doing anything consumer-facing. All of my work is with one-on-one clients who are generally founders of tech companies um, and also some group coaching as well. So I actually recently started a program for early stage startup founders and I have a couple of groups of people who I coach through that group coaching model. And then I also still run workshops ad hoc for different companies. I'm really loving my life. Things are great. I'm happier than I've ever been. It feels like Reset is really actually working. But the thing to note is that what I'm doing now is really, really different from what I originally set out to do. But I'm actually really happy. I have this podcast, which I love doing and is going really well. I get to pull in a lot of my own spiritual practices into the coaching work that I do. And I love my schedule. I love the control I have over my life. I love how I have enough time to write and to read and to do all of my spiritual and wellness practices. And I'm writing a book, which is great too. It's a dream that I've always had. So now things are going well, but there were multiple points in time over the past year where I have cried inconsolably and have been so overwhelmed that I didn't know what to do. Let me talk to you about what I did wrong first. I'm someone who believes that everything happens for a reason and mistakes, quote unquote, and failures only make us stronger. And I wouldn't take these back. I recognize that I learned so much from them and I'm really grateful for those lessons, but damn, were these mistakes really, really hard. Okay, so the first thing is I would not have rushed and started the company right away. I actually started Reset before I ended my old job. I started working on Reset in February and I didn't leave my job until August. And the studio actually opened at the end of May. So it was totally insane. It was bonkers. My life was so crazy. And because I was so rushed and because I was so excited to leave my old job, I rushed into Reset. I didn't really think that much about the business model. I just knew that I wanted to do it. I would never, ever, ever start a physical space if I were to go back and do it again. And I knew that it was a bad idea, but it was something I really wanted. And I wish I had just left that job and given myself like, I don't know, a month, two months, six months to make sure that that business plan was what I really, really wanted to do. And instead, I didn't do that. I rushed and did reset and I lost a lot of money in the process. And I lost a lot of time, more importantly. You know, we can always make more money, but I put so much love into this space and I wound up not even really liking running a space. So, you know, the time and the money, really whatever, but I didn't even really enjoy it. 
I'm not someone who likes a schedule. And when you're running a studio, you need to be so operational and so logistical. And that is just not one of my skill sets. So I didn't even like it. I wish I had tried it out or done like a trial run and seen if it was something that I really wanted in my life at all. You know, if I'm quitting my job and giving up, you know, an 11 year career to follow my purpose, it should at least be something that gives me life and gives me joy. But it definitely was not that. Anyone who's thinking of starting a company, don't rush. Try it out. Do little mini experiments to see if you'd actually like the day-to-day of what it is that you're doing. I really wish I had taken the time to get my head on straight and just do a bunch of self-care and give myself the spaciousness to figure out if that was actually what I wanted before I rushed in, but instead I overlapped them. Okay, number two, what would I do differently? Well, I really felt like I needed to make a clean break for my former career, which is why I leaned so heavily into the astrology and the mindfulness. And I kind of threw out all of my old skills. I threw them away in my rush to start reset. And what I should have realized is that all of my old skills that I had accrued were still an asset that were going to help me in this next iteration of my career. But I think I so wanted to create a new identity for myself and to live my own life outside of my identity as someone who worked in tech that I just tried to my I just really tried my hardest to get rid of all of my connections to the tech world and I really only did all the corporate work because I really needed the money. But looking back, I see what a mistake that was because Honestly, I really loved pieces of my job before and I didn't have to see it as all or nothing. I could pivot those old skills and turn them into something new that I really loved. So I think I was just trying too hard to have a new identity and be a different person. Three, if I were to go back and do it again, I would care so much less about press and what people thought about Reset. I wanted Reset to be universally loved and to be seen as a success by everyone who I knew. And I spent so much of those early days trying to get press for Reset. I did so many interviews. I hired a PR firm. I reached out to all these people I knew and we did it. We got a shit ton of great press. We were in the New Yorker, the New York Times, Marie Claire, Self Magazine, blah, 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 Bloomberg, all these different magazines, newspapers. I was in every single media outlet that I had put on my list that I wanted. But honestly, at the end of the day, none of that really matters. It didn't really move the needle on business at all. And it was really just an ego thing. I don't think we made any money off of all the positive press that we got. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm sure they're in some ways everything is connected. But honestly, for the amount of energy I poured into that, I realized looking back, it was just for my ego. I wanted to be written up about. I wanted people to think what I was doing was cool. But at the end of the day, when you start your own business, you have to stop caring about that because that's not how you build a successful business. Number four, this is the last one of what I would do differently. I really should have prepared myself more for failure. And what I mean by that is I was so optimistic about reset going well 
because honestly, in the beginning, so many things unfolded like magic. Finding the space to rent and realizing that my friend Leandra was already a tenant in the space, which was amazing. My partner's brother being an interior designer and having a furniture company that would help me create the aesthetic of the space. There were just so many things that lined up perfectly in the beginning that I thought that they would continue to do so. I really felt like I was doing the right thing in terms of my spiritual integrity. I was taking a big risk. I was investing my own money. I was giving up a very prestigious career for the desire to help people and to have faith in the universe. And I expected that all the doors would just magically open up for me and everything would go smoothly because I was doing the thing that was in alignment with my soul's purpose. I really believed that because I was taking such a big risk and that I was being brave and I was being courageous and I was investing all my own money into it, that I would be rewarded for doing the noble thing. But there were so many challenges that came up, so many issues, and I wasn't mentally prepared for so much stuff to go wrong. And as a result, because I didn't think it was going to happen, it totally wrecked me. When you start your own business, you have to be resilient. You have to expect that for every time that you win, you're going to get knocked down six more times. And I knew that from coaching all these founders I'd worked with, but for some reason, because I felt like I was doing this work for the spiritual good, I felt like I would be immune to that, I guess, because what I was doing was so noble and the universe and spirit would provide for me. The universe and spirit does provide for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm never going to face a roadblock or an obstacle. And honestly, there were months when I was so stressed out about Reset's finances that I literally wondered if I was just like a few steps away from being homeless on the street. I had gone from having hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up to being in major, major debt. And I looked at my life and I was like, wow, did I just make a giant mistake? How am I ever going to climb out of this hole? So those are my four things that I would have changed. One, don't rush. Two, don't feel like you have to make a complete 180 on your previous life. Three, don't worry about what other people think about you and don't care too much about press and what people are saying about you. And finally, four, I wish I had been better prepared for failure. Now on to the things that I think I did really well. Well, one, this is a major thing that I talked about on one of the previous podcast episodes. I pivoted when things were not working pretty quickly and I really swallowed my pride. I eliminated my own ego and when COVID struck, I let go of the studio. My precious, precious studio that I had invested so much into and I just shut it down and I try really hard every day not to think too much about the money that I spent on it and the way I see it if I can take my own money and put that into helping people, and granted, it's not like I donated the money, but I did offer a lot of beautiful classes at Reset that changed people's lives. And those classes didn't really make money once you added in all the expenses, but I kept running them. I've also offered a lot of free programming since 
COVID struck. And honestly, what better use of money is there but to try to make the world a better place? Right now I'm smiling because I'm thinking how good it feels to know that instead of spending that money on vacations or Botox or things that you know, bring momentary joy. I really invested it in an ideology that I believe in, which is helping people on their own path of personal discovery. Number one, just to reiterate what I said, I'm really proud that I was able to pivot the business and basically say, this isn't working. Liz, you're great. You're doing a good job. But this idea you had is not working. And it needs to end before you sink more into it. And once I realized it wasn't working, then pretty quickly I made a decision. I was pretty decisive, and I think I'm really proud of that. Number two, I really gave myself the permission to change my mind, and I really tried to tune into what my true self was telling me to do. At one point last year in the fall, so about a year ago, I decided to go out and raise money for Reset and I was going to build it into a bigger tech business. So basically create an online platform that would be the go-to space for self-discovery. And I was planning on raising between one and three million. I went out and I pulled on all my contacts that I had made while working in venture capital and I did the fundraising rounds. To be honest, it never felt right to me. It never felt right. I really needed the money, but it never felt right. And in November of last year, I decided to just pull the plug. So I wrote to everyone who I was still in progress with. And I said, you know, I'm just going to build the business and see where it goes. And the thing is, I was only fundraising for ego. There's this part of me that always wants approval. I always want a pat on the back from people to tell me that I am special, I'm smart, I'm talented, I'm worthy of being loved. And the thing is, sometimes I let it get the best of me, and that was the case. I was going to raise money because I was feeling pretty down on myself, and I wanted that positive affirmation that I was extraordinary, that I was doing a good job. And that's not a good reason to raise money. It's not a good reason to build a business that you don't want to build. I really did not want to be the founder of a tech company hiring tons of people, busy, busy, busy all the time, on the dog and pony show constantly. That's not what I wanted, but I felt like it was what I should be doing. I felt like I wanted the approval of people in my old industry that what I was doing was actually really cool and on the cutting edge. I'm really proud of myself for hearing that little voice within me that said, no, 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 this isn't right. You're just doing this because you want to look good. You're just doing this because you care what people think about you. So I pulled the plug and I'm so glad that I did. So glad. You got to let yourself change your mind constantly. That's the thing is like starting your own company is as much an exercise of starting a business as it is growing. And I'm so glad that I really listened to myself as I grew because having that revelation about how much I was motivated by caring about what people thought enabled me to just stop doing it. And I'm so much happier now. Now, number three, I did a great job of letting the work find me. Meaning, yes, of course I had this dream of all these 
people around the world coming to Reset to learn about breathwork and astrology for the first time. But honestly, those people weren't really coming. And I have to be really honest about that. But people were coming to me for coaching and they were people who I loved and they were people who I could talk about mindfulness with. I could run an astrology workshop for a great company and I really let myself be open and I just thought, you know what? I put a bunch of stuff out there. If it's corporate who want reset, then let's give them reset. And then I pivoted into corporate 100%. Number four, something I'm really proud of is that I never let myself feel too ungrateful for my life. And as much as there were times when I thought about quitting and giving up, I mean, I even thought about quitting and giving up as recently as two weeks ago, even though I'm in a great place right now, I always remained grateful for all of my experiences. And it's the only way that I should be. I mean, I'm so privileged to have had the opportunity to start my own business. And that's something that is not accessible to a lot of people a lot of people who are far more talented and far more deserving than myself, I never let it ever, ever escape my day-to-day thought process about how lucky I was to even be embarking on this experiment in the first place, given that I'd been dreaming of starting my own company like Reset since 2013. And then here I was six years later having my dream come true. And it always, always, always carried that with me about how lucky I was and how there are so many people who would be great at running businesses and who will, for lots of different societal and structural reasons, will never get the chance to, which is totally unfair. So that is it, my friends. Those are my big lessons from my first year of running a business lots of ups and downs, lots of crying, also lots of fun and lots of celebrations. And I will finally leave you guys with one more thought, which is if you are starting your own business or if you plan to, never, ever, ever, ever sacrifice self-care. The biggest predictor of how well my business did was how much I was tending to myself. Honestly, those first eight months, nine months of reset, I was not taking good care of myself at all. I was eating pizza every night. I was sleeping five or six hours. I was a mess. How can you run a wellness company when you yourself are a mess? And even if you're not running a wellness company, always take care of you. Beyond the product that you sell, you are your number one product. You are the founder of your company. You're the CEO. You are the person that the entire company's DNA is based off of. So you have to be operating at your best. And I really wish I had done more of that. And now it's a main priority of mine is just to take care of me. I really attribute Reset's current success to the fact that I'm taking care of myself. I'm making the time to do it. So that is it. Thank you guys for listening. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, please review, and please, please share it on social media. I will announce the winners of the review contest shortly. You will all hear from me in the next couple of days. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who submitted a review for the contest. And also thank you guys for continuing to listen. I honestly 
didn't expect anyone to keep listening now that Tessa and Vanessa are taking a hiatus from the podcast and our listener counts are up and growing and I just feel really moved by that. So thank you guys. Thank you for being here on the journey with me. And I hope that you all get a chance to experience the ups and downs of fulfilling your life purpose. Bye.